Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Jesus, seek more of 
I don't know about you, but I need to be more aware of this person. Jesus, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for more of your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for more of your presence. We invite you into the room today. We invite you into our hearts today. We invite you into our thoughts today. We invite you into our homes. Bring your peace. Ooh, flood us with your peace. Bring your comfort, my God. We thank you, Father God, for enveloping us with your love. We thank you, Father God, for your power and your presence. We thank you, Lord God. We make more room for you today, Holy Spirit. We make more room for you today, Holy Spirit. Oh my God, my God. If there is anything in us, if there is anything connected to us, if there is any relationship if there is any circumstance, anything that interferes with the more of you, we freely give it up today, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you are opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you've called us to be in Christ Jesus. My God, we need more of you, Holy Spirit. We need more of you, Holy Spirit, all oh, ancient of days. Oh, ancient of days, we need more of you. Oh, ancient of days, we need your power. We need your grace. We need your mercy. We need your love, my God. We need your comfort. We need your strength. We need you as advocate. Holy Spirit, we do not advocate for ourselves. We need you to go before us and advocate on our behalf. Lord God, speak to those people that we need to connect with. Oh my God, give us divine impartation and wisdom and knowledge. We thank you for fresh grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your joy. We thank you for your strength, Lord God. We just thank you, Father God, for your power, my God, that comes from above. Now, Lord God, show us your glory. Let us manifest your glory. Let us walk in your glory. Let us live in your glory. I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone, any person attached to my life, connected to my life, 
Lord God, that you do not want connected to my life. I release, I cast all my cares on you. I don't want anyone connected um, to my life. I just don't, Lord God. I want to be able to walk in the freedom in Christ Jesus. I don't, I don't want one-sided, lopsided relationships. So Father God, I ask that you heal those broken relationships. I ask that you remove anyone from my life, Lord God, that is not conducive to the season that I am. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for understanding. I thank you for the strength to overcome. I thank you, Lord God, for the permanence of our relationship. I thank you, Lord God, um, that you are giving us even more revelation knowledge to walk in the things that you've called us to walk in, that we are bold, that we are sober, that we are vigilant. We thank you, Lord God, that we cast all our cares on you, Lord God, for you care for us, Lord God. Do not allow us to be wise in our own eyes. Do not, do not allow us to be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. Um, remove from us unhealthy relationships, unhealthy situations, um, uh, even unhealthy job places, Lord God. Do not let us hold on to things for legitimacy, Lord God. Do not uh, let us stay in con relationships connected for financial gain or um, just to be connected to something, Lord God, without seeking your will, without seeking your way, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, for opening our minds and that we walk in the same mind that is in Christ Jesus, Lord God. Um, we thank you, Father God. We lay, Father God, in the name of Jesus, um, all our burdens, all our cares at your feet this morning, Lord God. Let us lay every care, every concern at your feet, Father God, and let us experience the more of you, Father God. I just decree and declare that there is no lack in our life. I decree and declare, Lord God, that we will be more consistent with our time with you, consistent with our word. We will not forsake, my God, we will not forsake the assignment in this season. We will, we will not make up our own assignments in this season. We will not make excuses for why we don't get done what you are requiring us to get done. We drive out all manner of insecurity. We drive out all fear. We drive out all doubt. We drive out all worry, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we walk in sync and in step with you. We thank you, Father God, that um, our eyes are open to see and our ears are open to hear and that we will not make excuses we thank you, Father God, that our desires um, are your desires. We just thank you for overwhelming us with goodness and truth. Lord God, we just lay every burden, every weight. We thank you, Father God, for giving us daily bread. My God, we thank you, Father God, for a reasonable portion. And we thank you, Father God, for your power and your might. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you, Lord God, for the watchmen and the intercessors, those that stand in the gap on our behalf, 
those that look out for us, those that hear for us when we cannot hear for ourselves. We thank you, Father God. We are maintaining in our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I I want to talk to you. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. I hear you, Lord God. I want to talk to you about um, the... Oh, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Why am I missing this? Okay. Okay, come on, iPad, not... It's doing something. Josiah, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you in all things. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all are so grateful for Josiah. I want to <laughs> talk to you this morning. And we've been here before. Um, and if we're here again, God wants us here. I want to talk to you about the power of consistency and how consistency is a key. Come on now. Um, how consistency is a key. So we're going to talk this morning about the power of consistency. Ooh, we're going to talk about the power of consistency, how important consistency is to the kingdom um, the other night we were listening to Bible study by my uncle and he has really been teaching strong on standing in the day of adversity. He has had a, a strong, um, he has not moved off this Bible study. He will not move off this Bible study until he says he feels the release of the Lord because He's been talking about the importance of how we stand. And um, consistency is the weapon that the enemy uses against us. And it's funny because we, um, we don't often recognize when we become inconsistent. We don't often recognize when the enemy is using our emotions and our feelings against us, um, I had encountered, can I share the Holy Spirit? I had encountered someone the other day, and as I was encountering them, he was, um, the, the, just, I, I, the, when you walk and you understand your gifts, and you know your gifts, and you understand the power of your gifts, not you, the God working in you, right? And the Lord was just sharing, sharing something with me about this person. And um, I knew, I knew not I like no different than those that are divinely connected to me. No, I knew that they are off. I knew they were off base in the conversation. I knew they were outside of God's will for their life. I knew they were, you know, making excuses. The Lord was just saying. And when I got through, I was like, Lord, what do I do this, do with this? And he was like, I really need you to pray. Um, when I need you really to pray for their eyes of their understanding and you pray for their heart 
to be tender and sensitive and responsive towards mine um, because they're not being tender and responsive towards mine. They think they're being tender and responsive towards mine. So all my little signals were going off and I was just like, and it's funny because I'm not like wrapped up in people's businesses like that. I don't, I don't desire to be wrapped up in someone else's life like that because I know that that will take you into a different space. And the Lord was just like, you know, warning, danger, 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 danger. And um, I just kind of been watch, watching their patterns, watching their ways, listening to the Holy Spirit, put me in a position and we 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 talk about this all the time we home in on this but if the holy spirit is back bringing up a place and saying consistency is key right and the thing that my uncle taught the other night was how the devil uses your inconsistency oh my god against you to come in on you like he's constantly looking for doubt he's constantly looking for skepticism he is constantly looking for your disobedience. He is constantly looking for your excuses. He is constantly looking for places in which you lack wisdom. He is constantly looking for places in which you lack humility. Those are some constant patterns of the enemy because we are in a day of adversity. We are in a season of adversity. We are in a place and a position of adversity where the enemy is looking for the little bit of opportunity to come in like a flood. He is looking for you to become inconsistent in the things of God. He is looking for you to not follow God's instructions, his plan. He is looking for you to be off in your timing. He is looking for you to determine what matters instead of seeking the face of the Lord to, to get the revelation from God for what matters most in this, in this season. That is who he is. He is like a lion. He is not a lion. He's looking. He's looking for you to be easily offended. Offense is so high. I'm going to say this again. Offense is so high in the body of Christ right now that it, it is overwhelming. The devil is looking for every time somebody come, gets offended because he knows with offense, comes pride, comes haughtiness. And my uncle has been speaking a word for a minute now. And he says, the Lord came back to him and keeps coming back to him and keeps saying to him, get low and stay low. My God, go get low and stay low. And if you think you're low, you're probably not low enough. You're probably not humble en enough. You're probably not broken enough. You're, you're probably not, you're probably not low enough. So this morning, we're going to just build ourselves up in our most holy faith, 
in the word of God so that we become locked in on the kingdom, that we become locked in on God's perfect will for our lives. Because if not, my God, the excuses um, for our behaviors right now, the justification for our behaviors, the assault, that's, I'm going to go back to this again, and I just keep getting further and further, the confirmation of how demonic COVID is, especially in causing division, especially in making people think um, that they could be off, can I say this, on their own without teachers, without prophets, without the apostles, without the pastors, without the leadership, without the connection, um, with, with, with even the assault on those of us that understand and the gift of laying hands and us not even being able to lay our hands, right? If I not being able to lay our hands on others when the scripture says, if there is any infirmed around you, that we could lay hands on the sick. Come on now. And the sick recover, the disconnect within the body of Christ, the disobedience within the body of Christ, the lack of honor within the body of the body of Christ. All of these things have just been so consistent and so demonic and so that's the consistency. That's been the consistency. And the enemy is in a constant state of looking for little gazelles or people who have gone off on their own or people who have broken away from the assignment or people who will not pursue the things of God that God has told them to, right? But because of their emotions and because of their feelings and because of getting easily offended, right? My God, people are disconnecting from the things that God has called them to with, with like with for real, like God is sick and it's so easy to do, especially when sickness and when disease comes in. It's so, it's so easy to do. It's, it's so easy. Like it's so easy to do. It's, it is. And so when he comes in, he comes in like a flood. He doesn't come in. He comes in like a flood, right? And then he's gaining or he's creating insurmountable evidence. Come on now. Insurmountable evidence. He's gaining insurmountable evidence against the body of Christ so that we cannot tap into those that don't believe. Judah was ministering to me the other night again, even after he had taught. He says, Mother, the job, the assignment right now for us is to get our get things ready for those that don't believe. Like we're supposed to be preparing them for the end time revival. We can't prepare them for the end time revival if we don't understand the keys, if we don't understand the doors if we don't understand the position or the place that we're in. And so if it, if it's to get low and to stay low and, and to stay in a position, this is a position of humility that's going to require you, oh my God, to home in and ask yourself, 
Am I offended by something? Have I been offended by something in the body of Christ? Am I easily offended? Am I um, detached away from the things that God has called me to be attached to um, because of offense, um, ill motive, wrong thinking? You know, pause, ask him. Don't sit around and be like, oh, you know, I'm good. You know, I know I'm good. And the reason I know I'm good is, you know, because, you know, we mark financial blessings. I just, I, I've said this for years. We mark financial blessings as a, a sign that we're in God's perfect will for our life. And that's some evidence, but that's not the last thing. So, We've got to get low and stay low. So I'm going to give us some scriptures that we need to chew on for us personally to come together and say, you know what? I need to make sure that offense does not lead any decision that I make. I need to pause myself, not check any. I'm not saying we don't check in with another person. I'm not saying that. But you pausing yourself to get on your face before the father this weekend and beginning to just pray and call out and asking him, Lord, but you know, am I low enough? Am I humble enough? Where am I lacking in consistency to you, to not a person, to you, Lord God? Because for whatever's still coming, this is the thing, for whatever's still coming, like there are some things that are coming. We are in the last days. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to upset you. I'm not trying to overwhelm me. I'm just trying to, to, to show you how important it is for God to do a greater work in your heart. Because just when you think you are low enough, you're probably not low enough. Just when you think you're humble enough, you're probably not humble enough, right? So we've just got to position ourselves. Um, we've got to position ourselves in a lower position. And we've got to remove um, we've got to remove anything from our lives that may have us distracted, that may has, have us overwhelmed, that may have us lacking in consistency. God has been giving us, he gave us the power of the Holy Spirit yesterday to understand how important Holy Spirit is, how important it is for us to pray in the spirit and not pray according to the flesh, right? So now here we are in a place of inspection again, where God is saying, I need you to be mindful in your consistency. I need you to be watchful in, in what, what the word says about consistency. I need you to make sure, right? I need you to make, make sure that, um, that we don't misapply, misapply what the word says about consistency, not us, what we feel like is consistency. We need to make sure we're not making sure we misapply, right? About consistency, right? Um, the word of God is as part of Jesus's creative work and his inspired words, right? And so we see the same forethought, the same consistency, and the same mag, magnificent of who Christ is. We see God be consistent. We see Jesus be consistent more than anything else. The character and the nature 
of Christ is consistency. Ooh, let me say that one more time. The character and the nature of Christ is consistency. And consistency is a key. Everything his nature is, everything he does is true and constant. The scriptures are never contradictory. Oh my God. The, the, the scriptures are never contradictory. The Holy Spirit is never contradictory. Remember we got the scripture the other day. We pray in the spirit, but we also pray in the mind of Christ. My God, we pray in the spirit. We pray in the mind. Oh, that's so powerful. We pray in the spirit and we pray in the mind, but we are praying in the mind of Christ. So the scripture is never going to be contradictory. It's just not. When we have a difficult time grasping the understanding of a word or a prophetic word, the, the defect is in our understanding. Oh, 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 oh. The defect is in our understanding. The defect is not in what God has provided for us. This is why I know for a fact we have to check. Oh, I feel the power of God. This is why I know for a fact that we have to check offense at the door. We're going to have to start checking offense at the door. We're going to have to start making sure we're offense offended proof, right? Because the defect in us, the offense in us, the issues in us, the problems in us, the low self-esteem in us, the integrity in us, the, the integrity issues, the character issues within us, um, the, the, the weariness in us, they will present a deficiency, but the word of God is never deficient. The word of God is never deficient. The word of God is always consistent. But when we have a deficiency, oh, come on now. Say, I got to get rid of all deficiencies. I got to get rid of all, I got to get rid of all deficiencies. When we have a deficiency in us, when the deficiency is in us, it's in our understanding. Offense loves to create a deficiency. Oh my God. Offense loves to justify why we do what we do, but in all reality and truth, my God, the enemy is playing mind games with us. So the revelation, the information that God has provided for us is does not change. The revelation, the information that God has provided for us is, cons is consistent. So God is always steadfast. He's, he's always steadfast. He's always immovable. He does not move. He does not change. And the scripture is really clear to tell us he is a God that does not lie. Ooh, my God. And so our understanding of God, our understanding of his calling, our understanding of his word has everything to do with the resurrection power. Come on, y'all. What has the resurrection power has to do with with us believing in the resurrection, us understanding our righteousness. That is why we spend so much time on our righteousness. Oh my God. So 
our consistency. Oh, somebody say my consistency. Yeah, yeah, Carlos, we got to get rid of the deficiencies. The deficiencies is not in the word. The deficiency is in us. The deficiency is in the lack of our humility. The deficiency is the lack of our understanding. It's the lack of us opening our eyes or even praying for our eyes too. So let's look at Daniel for a second, Daniel 6 and 10. And this is now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into the house in his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God. Daniel is known in the scripture to be one who is faithful. Oh, come on now. He is, he is known in the scripture to be one that is dependable. And he is known to be in the scripture to be one that is endowed with a good spirit. He's known to be one who is to be a man of prayer. He's known to have endured in the lion's den, even when adversity, even when it looked like he wasn't going to win, even when it looked like the king, the enemy, he still, he still stayed in position. He still stood in adversity. Why? And the reason for me that I know, my God, that he stayed in adversity, that he stayed with power, that he withstood even in an adverse situation is because the consistency of his prayer life, the consistency of his study life, the consistency in him understanding and living out kingdom made Daniel a movable, made Daniel and positioned Daniel when an adverse situation was occurring in his life, he consistently did what he did always, prayed. He consistently, when an adverse situation, when the enemy was coming in like a flood, he did, Daniel did Daniel. Daniel did exactly what he knew would win. Daniel did exactly what he knew. He, he stayed in a position. He stayed in a prayer. Whatever is in you in a crisis, oh, Jesus, whatever is in you in a crisis, I'm going to say it one more time. Whatever is in you in a crisis is what you are made of. Oh, my God. Whatever is inside of you when, you when someone offends you is what you are made of. Whatever is inside of you when the pressure is on is what you are made of, how you respond in the day of adversity, how you respond when the enemy is coming in like a flood, how you respond when people leave you, how you respond when people talk about you, how you respond when people get funny acting with you, whatever it is, how you respond towards people when they do something. Remember, we talked about offense you decide to take on offense. That is what's inside of you. I don't care. You can quote a thousand scriptures every day. You can be on the prayer line every day. But when the crisis comes, when the mistake is made, when the circumstance happens, when the issue occurs, that is what's inside of you. So Daniel, even in the adversity of his situation, how he showed up in the middle of the crisis is what was inside of him 
baby, period. Consistency is a mark of leadership and of good character. Consistency is a mark. It's a mark of consistency is a mark, my God, of leadership and of character, period. Your consistency marks your leadership. Your, your consistency marks your character. The excuses you use when God has asked you to do something or required something of you and the excuses that you give and that you use mark your character, mark your leadership, mark where you are with God. Baby, I'm going to say this again. I will say it. I wrote it years. Pressure going to do two things. It's going to burst pipes or it's going to produce diamonds. It's going to do two things. A pressure is going to burst a pipe or it's going to produce diamonds. So the consistency in your character, I don't care how sweet somebody seems. I don't care how giving somebody seems. The, the, the nature of your character, how you act in certain circumstances and situations has to do with the consistency of what's going on inside of you. It's going to show up and prove whether or not what's inside of you is real, real or real faith. So the consistency of how you respond is the earmark of who you are. It's the, it's the earmark of, it's the earmark of who you are. I don't care how much you tell me you love the Lord and how many times you done prayed today and how many times you in worship. If it's not inside of you, like in your core, it's, it's going to show up. Webster defines consistent as holding together, firm or coherent, agreeing in harmony, compatible. When we are consistent in the things of God, when we are consistent in the word of God, we are in harmony with the kingdom. Ooh, we got a scripture yesterday about being in harmony. When we are in harmony with the kingdom, my God, that looks different. We are offering up psalms and hymns towards each other. We are not responding towards each other in flesh. Come on now. When I am consistent, I am determined. I am pursuing. I'm practicing. Oh, come on now. When I'm, when I'm consistent, I'm showing up. I'm accountable. Ooh, I'm accountable. When I'm consistent, I'm accountable. I'm not just anywhere doing anything. I'm accountable. I'm an accountable person when I'm a consistent person. I'm accountable to those around me. I'm I'm cons I'm accountable. I'm accountable to to those that I I'm in community and fellowship with. I'm just not off on my own doing my own thing because I understand how important community is. Consistency builds um, Olympic champions. Con consistency builds major corporations. Come on now. Con consistency builds um, environments, churches, communities. Why? Because consistency is important. 2 Peter 3 and 18, but grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both 
now and forever. When we are growing in grace, we are growing in grace because we are consistent. We are growing in grace because we are steadfast. We are growing in grace because we are um we are we are not um, mutable. We are not just anywhere. We are not often all over the place. We're not neglecting the gift inside of us. First Timothy 4, 12 and 16, he says, Let no man despise the youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neck, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on hands of the Presbyterian. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. You got to give yourself getting low and staying low, as Apostle has been teaching us. Getting consistent staying low, meditating on, giving ourselves wholly to the doctrine, giving ourselves wholly to God. Oh my God. Giving ourselves, turning over ourselves to him. Come on now. That's, that's part of being the consistency. So we got to check our inconsistencies at the door. We got to check ourselves at the door. Lord, my God, what, what's in my prayer time? He was showing me some stuff. He said, I gave you some stuff to study in this season. And I was like, oh my God. And can I tell you something? There have been some like natural things around me. Oh my God. That would seem warranted for me not to do the things that he asked me to do. Like I've been keeping my grandson. But even in that, he showed me. He was like, you still cannot forsake the things that I've asked you to do in this season, there's a reason behind everything that I've asked you to do. There's a reason by every time we replay Mondays. Remember, we started replay Mondays, and it was it's very been it was odd for me at first. There's a reason behind me replay Mondays. There's a reason that I came and asked you to start doing Chase the Lion every Friday. There is a reason. Faith, trust me, do it. Do like, do it, do exactly what I ask you to do. It's a reason I got you studying these particular periods. It's a reason he brought us together as a community of believers. Oh my God, there's a reason he saturates us in his presence, right? So if I lack consistency and I pull away from the things that he's leading me to do or asking me to do, because I may not understand or because I got offended, or because I get upset, or because I get distracted, or because something came up in family. Oh my God, something happened in family. And because of this happened in family, then I feel like, oh, my effort and my time is over here. And God is like, no, until I remove you from the assignment, until I tell you to switch gears, your consistency and the things that I'm asking you to do are important for a reason. And we know without faith, my God, it's impossible to please him. Without, without faith, it's impossible. It's impossible to please him. But can I tell you something? With, with 
without faith, it's also very impossible to very possible to neglect him. It's very possible to neglect him. It's very possible to get distracted. It's very possible to get consumed and it's very possible to get overwhelmed. So let me give us some scriptures to meditate on and then we're going to get out of here. First Corinthians 15, 58. It says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. You got to understand that when you are doing a work of the Lord, your labor is not in vain, Lakeisha. Your labor is not in vain, Lakeisha. Your labor is not, your labor is not in vain, Lakeisha, right? You're not. No, your labor is not in vain. It's not. So don't, don't get weary in well-doing, Galatians 6 and 9. For in due season, you're going to reap if you don't give up. And know that in every transition and at every, at every transition and every new level, there's always going to be a test. Woo! There's always going to be some trouble in the water. There's always, remember, God doesn't tempt us. He tests us. There's always going to be a test. There's always going to be something that comes that puts us in the position and the place that's going to test what's inside of us. That's going to test to see if we will remain steadfast. That's going to test to see if we, if we will remain immovable. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. Knowing that what God has called you to do in this assignment as a mother, as a minister, as a, a business person, as a pastor, as a leader, as a teacher... That if you continue to be consistent, if you continue to be in a state of surrender, if you continue to be in a place, my God, where the kingdom is your first priority, guess what's going to happen? You're going to reap in due season. So remain steadfast. Your personal prayer time is going to reap in due season. It's going to reap in due season. Only the enemy wants to apply enough pressure on you to make you think that you're not going to reap in due season. My God. And then making sure at no time. Yes, keep showing up, Julia. Making sure at no time that you're double-minded. Remember the word of God tells us a double-minded man or woman is unstable in all his way. Luke 16, 13 says it like this. No servant can serve two masters. He's either going to hate one or the other. He'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and you cannot serve money. I cannot be double-minded. I cannot be stable. I cannot have my heart in two places. My heart has got to be with God at all times. Come on now. My God, my heart has got to be with God at all times. Matthew 5 and 37 let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. My God. First Corinthians 10 and 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Come on now. And then we're supposed to be focusing like Christ. Remember, the kingdom is consistent. He, um, Hebrews 13 and 8. 
Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, help me to be the same today and forever. Come on now. Today and forever. Oh my God. Let me be the same today and forever. I don't want to be cold. I can't afford to be hot. Come on now. Revelations 3, 15 and 16. He told him, he said, I know your works. You are neither cold. You are neither hot. What, what that would that you be either cold or hot? He's like, I need you to become cold or hot because you lukewarm. I'm going to spit you out my mouth. We don't ever want to get in place. Inconsistency will lead us to lukewarm places. Oh my God. Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who is promised is faithful. Come on now. God is faithful. God is so faithful. Our inconsistency, our consistency is where we've proven ourselves to not be faithful. So let's just do a little hard check. Let's not be like, well, this ain't for me. You know, I'm, I'm good. At the point that you start saying you good, you ain't good. I, I promise you. Oh my God. We're going to drive out this spirit of haughtiness. We're going to drive out this spirit of offense. We're going to drive out this this spirit of lying to ourselves at the point that I, we like, oh, you know, I'm good. I, I'm the most consistent person. You know, I'm consistent in my prayer life. The Lord is looking at you like your angel is probably going, what is wrong with this nut? Like, what is wrong with this nut? That is not a broken and contrite spirit. That is not a spirit of humility. That is not, that is, that is not. We are not, we can have a false sense of humility and not even recognize it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are clearing up all misunderstanding right now. Woo! I thank you, Father God, that you are clearing up all misunderstanding, that you are opening the eyes of our understanding. I thank you, Lord God, that we will not disconnect from the things of kingdom, Lord God that we will be constant, Lord God, to live out kingdom daily. I thank you, Lord God, that we are not getting weary in well-doing. I thank you, Lord God, that we are humbling ourselves, that we are getting low, that we are staying low, and that we stay in an acting constant place of surrender, Father God. Do not allow us, Holy Spirit, to make excuses for any behavior that does not line up with the kingdom. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be, be my God, acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Let us be tender and responsive to you. Let us not make excuses, Lord God. Let us not make excuses, Lord God. Show us the things in our heart where we have a hardened heart, Lord God. My God, show us the places, Lord God. Remove from us a stony heart, Lord God, and give us a heart of flesh, Lord God, Ooh, so that we can become tender, re responsive, and supple to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but I thank God for the opportunity to show me me so that I can become everything that I need to be for kingdom. Oh, my God. 
There's some power on this today. There's some power in the prayer. And if you pause enough to get the revelation knowledge, to get the understanding that you need for this, God will show you. He'll show you. Here's where you've been inconsistent. Here's where you've been haughty. Here's where you've been prideful. Um, he, he was... Uh, an incident, I don't mind sharing that, y'all know how I am, an incident occurred between Judah and I yesterday, and about 12 this morning, I woke up, and God showed me something in the conversation between Joe, Judah and I, and um, I was like, okay, and so when he gets up, I owe him an apology, like I owe him an apology for something I did, and I was like, Lord, thank you for revealing to me and showing me this because I don't ever want to feel him this him to feel that way. It wasn't my intention, right? But the Lord had to come back and show me. Look at this. This is what occurred. And this is what needs to happen next. Oh my God. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, thank you for giving me that. Um, do not forget today, 12 noon, chase that lion. I'm I'm so excited about the second half of chapter one. God gave us so much last week. So if you are not in the Dream Academy by LMJ Ministries, please go to the Dream Academy by LMJ Ministries. Please get the book Chase That Line by Mark Batterson. It is so powerful. God gave us so much next last week. And I know he's going to give us so much more. And if you can't join at 12 noon, guess what? You can join the group and you can go back and you can replay the group. One of my giftings is to pull purpose out of people. I, that is one of my, and I get so much joy operating in the assignment of waking up a person's purpose and pulling that purpose out of them and helping to give them guidance, um, helping to give them guidance on what to do next. Because there's an order to kingdom. There's an order to kingdom. There's a pattern to kingdom. There is. So I'm just grateful for that. So join us in the Dream Academy. Um, we've already dropped the link for that. And then Monday, remember Monday is Replay Monday. Let's get on. I cannot wait to show. We got another lesson in prayer. So I cannot wait to see what God is going to have us pray for next. Um, and then we're back live Tuesday morning. We have Feed the Streets coming in October. We took two months off. Um, I didn't understand at first, but we have had two, two, three, actually almost three people on our team recovering and healing. And so it was necessary. So don't stop giving to Feed the Streets. Don't, don't stop giving to Feed the Streets. Don't stop getting, being connected to the ministry and giving into the ministry. Believe me, your resources are continuing to help us get the gospel. Your partnership is changing lives throughout the world. Already this year for Feed the Streets, you guys have helped us get out over 4,000 meal kits. Um, Drew Projects, another organization of ours, y'all have helped us to position them to make more impact getting feminine hygiene kits throughout the world, plus all the other things that we do through the community. We just don't write a public list about and all the other ways that we sow and give. So please know that your giving, I promise you, is making a difference in the community and we are pushing your resources out in the community so that we can continue to change lives. So what you do makes a difference. I promise it does. Y'all, 4,000, already 4,000 meal kits being given out on a consistent basis to those in need, that's powerful. That's power. That is beyond 
more than you can imagine. That is so powerful. Let's get our confessions in. Before we do our confessions, two things that the Lord places it on your heart to give. Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there. Or you can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J ministry. Um, my second thing to you is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ, as yeah, Julia, what y'all do matters. If we are matters, it matters. Every partnership matters, it does. Um, my second thing is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as Lord and Savior, then I need you to repeat after me, dear Jesus. Oh my God, I'm in need of a savior. Oh my God, Father God, I thank you. Oh, and we are still collecting resources. We going into a building. I don't know what God is operating in, but he is going to open up a door for us so that we can open this soup kitchen and we can serve people every day. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that. Um, so repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. If you prayed that prayer, please send us an email info at justbeinglmj.com. Father God, I just thank you for supernatural breakthroughs happening in all our lives. Holy Spirit, that you are going and opening doors in our lives that no man can shut in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get our confessions in, right? I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. If you're new to the devotional, we confess the word of God over our lives because it reminds us of God's power and his love. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things new. I have died and been raised with Christ, and now I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bond a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak and quick to hear and slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert ooh, and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. Uh-huh. I don't have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of sound mind. I do not fear and I'm not guilty. 
I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Ooh. After the flesh, I'm a spiritual man, woman, and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, the discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing, and prophecy. I'll... Why is my stuff jumping? And prophecy. Oh, my God. I cast all of my care on the Lord, for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. I see it. I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection of being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I am creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. <laughs> um, pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Come on. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. <laughs> he is the wisest man I know. Oh my God. He is seated at the gates. Oh my God. And I shall honor him. My God, Lord God, I thank you. You are blessing the work of his hands. I thank you, Lord God. Health is his reasonable portion. And I bind his mind to the mind of Christ and I bind his will to the will of God. My children have lots of Christian friends and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray, study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when we come in and when we go out. And all that our owners pay for. And I own no, no man, nothing, except to love him in Christ Jesus. I love y'all. We'll be back here Monday. Replay Mondays. Tuesday, we'll be back in this thing. Friday, we have devotional. Thank you. Love you. God loves you so much. I hope you receive that love today. And I pray that you will do me a favor and go be loved today. That you will go and let somebody else experience the love of God through you. In Jesus' mighty name. I'll see y'all next week. Love, peace, and blessings. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.